0: Hello, and welcome to another captivating episode of My Lived Experience. I'm your host, Omega Loyo. Today, we have a young change maker from the heart of Buko district, Buko sub-county, nestled within the vibrant Sebei sub-region. Meet Alexander, a passionate advocate who is deeply concerned about the inequality that girls often face as they are treated as if they are of less value than their male counterparts. Alex's ambition is clear to spark transformation through the powerful mediums of music and education. In today's episode, we invite you to join us as we delve into Alex's inspiring journey. He will share his story, his aspirations, and the steps he has taken to make a real impact on the lives of girls in his community.
1: Thank you so much, Alue. I'm Alex Sande from Bukwa Sabay Sub Sub Region. I am actually so delighted to be here to make this presentation in front of you at the city. And I, may to- I talk about my place, Buko. Bukwa is a lovely place with beautiful sceneries, uh, sceneries like hills and everything. We enjoy the weather, the climate, everything we enjoy.
0: Mm, that's that's quite lovely. But Mm -hmm. even with all these hills and this beautiful climate, there are so many things you would like to change. Can you let us know what those are? Uh,
1: One of the things I would love to change from this uh, Our Place Bukwa, uh, the following, one of them being uh, people have a mentality of not educating the girl child. Uh, They value the boy child more than a girl child. And uh, some of the occurrences, also like uh, early pregnancies and uh, teenage marriages, are still existing. And these are some of the things uh, I, as a CLV community legal volunteer, working under the project Generation Gender Feeder Uganda, is trying to really change okay. these things in my and community. And
0: as you work with Generation Gender, you mentioned to me something called Shemuti what is that?
1: Uh, cutting the girls and, and uh, mutilating the girls. Mm,
0: so, chemutibik is mutilating the girls and it is something that is extremely persistent in Bukwe. Yeah. So, uh, what have you done about these challenges, about the teenage pregnancies, about chemutibik What What have you done?
1: So, to me personally, as the community legal volunteer, we identified this to be the problems we are facing in our community. And as a community legal volunteer, we... Uh, we are raising awareness on how we can stop these these practices in our communities, having gotten the the disadvantages of uh, of having these practices in our community. So uh, we have uh, we have uh, we have established like having community barasses in our sub, at sub county levels and also at the district level. So we have these barasses. We also spread this word in the in the churches we sensitize them, we create awareness to them on those dangerous practices that we still practice in our communities.
0: So you have dialogues with the community and you reach out yeah. and sensitize the community. Yeah. Um, You said that you were a community legal volunteer with FIDA Uganda. Yeah. As you do these community barazas, yeah. what have you picked particularly from FIDA Uganda? What knowledge is that that you have gotten and you're now telling these people through these barazas?
1: Actually, from the trainings we've been experiencing from FIDA Uganda, uh, it has given us a step Mm. uh, that we have taken. We have gotten knowledge on how we can handle cases in our communities, how we can also change the community through education and also this awareness and also how we can help uh, the affected individuals because they were now quiet, but now they uh, they have noticed we are working. Uh, with the organization that is known so they they come up with their problems and we are able to solve some and some of them that we cannot even solve we can refer to the next authorities so that's what we are clearly doing
0: um you said you've worked with affected people give me an example of one case that stood for you out as alex that you remember and say oh this case, I handled it, and I handled it. Well, it could have been a case that you referred or just a mediation case. Which case is that for you that made you so proud to handle?
1: So actually, I have a neighbor. Uh, uh, she, this woman is eight, and she has around 11 children. Uh, so the woman, when we conducted the community Barasa, this woman came to me as a community volunteer, a legal volunteer, and reported to me a case that she was... The husband did not want to educate the children. Uh, she, he, just, he just produces and leaves them, despite even having wealth, but do, does, not, does not value education. So I had to call the husband and also call that mama. We had to talk about it. I told them about the importance of educating children. Uh... Uh, so they were able to listen and uh, when I even taught them there are courses you can take, even children like technical courses, uh, those who read somewhere and even those who didn't read somewhere, you still have chances to take them to school. And w- they also had to bring up, out prob- other problems. But at the moment, we we interact with them. And they really appreciate because these people had not realized they need to come into one table, talk about the future of their children and uh, begin from where they, st- they, they, were, they, had st- they had stopped. So now they have even started taking the younger ones to school and they are schooling now. So that is, I am very much proud that I'm changing the community through creating that awareness and they are able to cope up with the programs I'm introducing in the community as a legal volunteer.
0: That's just lovely. Speaking of education, you started up a school. So you are school headmaster. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So what (laughs) is the name of this school and what really pushed you to start that school up?
1: So... I, from the time I got the knowledge from FIDA, Uganda, I thought uh, it would be one of the measures I could use to influence people who didn't have that knowledge of education, to come on board and even educate children. So I saw education being the strongest tool. That would even fight against this gender-based violence, Uh, these other cases that we experience in our uh, in our cultures. So I saw education being an important tool. So I started a school, and I had to give that school the name Harvest Vision Academy. It is located in Serim Village, Bukwasap County, Uh, Kamtungon Parish and bukwa district so that school is now in operation and uh, i have introduced now i have introduced these topics of gender justice and uh, uh, female genital mutilation into the curriculum that i teach children to pass on the information through these children to even their parents so i actually opened that school Uh, not actually to help the children now, but to impact in future to them. Because when I pass on information that is vital to their parents, later they will also value these children And uh, of course, the impacts will be on the children. If the results will be good, then it will be on the children.
0: So you're thinking long term. You're dealing with the children now so that they have a better future. And as they study, they have gender justice at the back of their mind. But now I have a question for you, Alex. These children are so young. How are you doing it? Because I know it is a nursery school, not so? So how are you teaching gender justice to five-year-olds?
1: Now... Uh, these programs are in my mind. I am familiar with them. Though I know the children are not familiar with them. But of course, as a developing brain, it captures everything. It's like a memory card. You put on things and captures and stores. It will use, and after some time, it will realize, oh, so I was saying this and this. Let me use an example. When I was in P2, there are songs I used to sing. But just of reason is when I realized it was not the correct English I was using. <laughs> so when I realized, uh, like, uh, so the meaning was this. So it impacted later. So I was singing a good song, but the other time it was just a song. Now these songs, I teach children songs. And you know, children like songs and poems. Uh, and they will pass on these poems and songs to their chil- to their parents. When they are singing in the evening, uh, the parents will be listening and it has become very impactful because even in our community right now, people have started uh, uh, eradicating uh, drunkardness that was so rampant. Into pro- they, have, they, have, they have now uh, transformed that drunkenness. They have changed drunkardness into doing uh, meaningful work. Which, la- which I think it is now raising their standards of living and uh, creating also awareness on, on the focus of the children. So by singing these songs, it is also helping the parents to do meaningful work and at the same time get also the knowledge of what educating the children in turn. Mm-hmm. So that's why I consider education something very important. To so you, you, you do future. this
0: through songs, songs and poems. Can you yeah. give us an a cappella of so, a <laughs> song?
1: Uh, uh, i sing to children songs like mendege mutibik mendege mutibik mnyegege mutibik magubok mnyegege mutibik magubok so they say what they do but and sing sounds. it with rhythm so okay Ah, uh, thank you so much uh mendege mutibik mendege mutibik mnyegege mutibik magubok tibik egagege mutibik Magda So that is how it goes mm-hmm. And the meaning of this song is let us not meet late girls. When we meet late girls they will get they will get married early. they will even and die in the course of that bleeding and so forth. So when we so as they pass on this information to their children they are able to get the meaning. And they are able to grasp in their minds, and later they also change it. Even if it is gradual, I believe growth is gradual. I may not stop it at once, but through this education in the poems, uh, the, 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 the curriculum that has been added on to uh, this other advocacy issue, it is going to change with the time.
0: That's just inspirational. No? Yeah. Um, how have you seen these songs? later on affect society because you're teaching these songs to yeah. children, not so, Yeah. but like you mentioned, these children tell these songs to their parents. Mm-hmm. So as Alex and as the founder of this school, how mm-hmm. have you seen just this simple act of teaching a song to a child yeah. later on change the now, whole of Boko?
1: Uh Upon, uh, when I, I teach these children, just like a simple thing, I know it's important. And, uh, when the parents come to make some payments of uh, their dues, they begin telling me those songs again. They sing for me those songs now personally. Then they are like, "Oh, what is it? Our children sing like this and this." There are those who brought their children, not knowing what children are going to be taught, because it's not a monomorph. It has not been normal to them. They don't teach in the other schools, but this school now is not. Doing advocacy on other things again. So when they sing to me these songs, I ask, I post them. I I now ask them questions. What do, What do these songs mean to you? Does it mean anything? It is true. It means something. If we don't cut these girls, you know, when you cut a girl, uh, she feels herself like she's now a ready woman to get to married. To get married,
0: you create even the mentality that education. she was born to be yes. married off.
1: So even to abandon education. And in the long run, comes to the normal suffering. We have that vicious cycle of poverty through those cultural practices that we do. So I believe the things they tell me, and they are really appreciating what I'm doing, they tell me it's practical. Even if you come there and say, then I've been telling them, this is a, 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 these are programs brought by FIDA Uganda advocating on gender justice, uh, gender equality, yeah, things of that kind, Advo, ad, on, on, on domestic violences. We should not be fighting in our homes because when we fight in our homes, it does not bring development. You have to sit down um, uh, with sober minds, settle things, amicably if some, some had gone wrong and that is development. So, more so the, 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 the female gender are really appreciating because I'm also creating a safe environment for them.
0: Yes, uh, yes you in
1: their families. So the men are also able to reason now. They are able to reason through those things they hear from their children. So that is in briefly how we are doing.
0: It reminds me of the saying that a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So you're using just this one step to create so many overlapping changes. Um, Alex, how many children do you have in this school?
1: Uh, In this school, we had reached around 50. And uh, when I subjected them to these small, small payments, like 39 responded and this term I think the numbers have again rised up a bit. We are now operating at around 60, 65, something of the sort.
0: How how are you sustaining this school?
1: So uh, when we had the first meeting, the first parents' meeting, under the involvement of the local council, uh, we had to agree on terms of payment. And uh, at the back of my mind, I knew the environment I come from. If I had subjected them to higher payments like we do in other schools, they would not respond but because mine is uh, I am aiming at advocating on these other things uh, these other practices that we do in our communities I had to make them uh, pay little anyway to render this service at the subsidized price and with the time they will cope up and I will begin what increasing so we had to agree with the parents with this little pay this payment will sustain their teachers and then the on the food side uh, I will pull out like 5000 from that school fees buy a kilo of sugar and this, this this 10 kilos of maize will make them porridge the whole throughout the term so I practiced it and it has worked in the other term, and I hope for better results. So you're
0: charging them 30,000 shillings, yeah. which is just about $10 yeah. and 10 kilograms of maize. Yeah. So do you see that even it goes past just teaching these children, you're making education affordable to them yeah. because many of their families cannot actually afford yeah. to take their children to a normal school. So you're truly a change maker, Alex. Um yeah. Another thing that you really mentioned that really struck my heart is inclusion and using nursery as a rock for male engagement. It is this very huge concept on how to engage men in the women's rights movement and how to make sure that men are actually allies of the women's rights movement. What can they do in this movement? How can they contribute? And now here you are using nursery school men, (laughs) (laughs) using nursery school boys. Mm. And introducing to them the concept of male engagement. How are you doing it, and how is it faring?
1: Uh, now, uh, if I may say, in in our in our mi- vision, uh, in our mission, and the vision, and considering also the impacts, we saw some of these things would not work now, but it will work in future. Uh, for example, if I had said it's a girls' school for only those young young children. In, remember, in our communities, we're still poor. Even the parents of these other male children don't even afford. That is one thing that I brought them in. They, could, they can also enjoy the services of acquiring that education. And uh, in these songs also, we are also planning hard and trying so much doing consultations from the local. Uh, I already told you on, uh, on the inclusion also of the local, local leadership. So I am trying to make consultation so now I can be creative to create songs also on inclusion of boys to be allies to the to the to the, to the system. Now by including these boys so that is a, something that is visionary. Uh by including these boys uh, and teaching them it will also enhance their understanding and will also re- reduce uh, some drug drug uh, drug usage in their mind because they will be focused on education at most times, and also they will be focused on valuing also the what the female gender uh, to be, and and of course now when I am grouping the boys and girls, of course I will also so I will also make the girls to to play in the leadership roles like at that age I can say you are the class monitor and that's a girl, then the boy will realize, oh, this girl can also do. So if they grow up with that mentality that that girl can also lead us, in the near future, it will not bring them so much uh, that tension that girls are leading us. They will already be used to the principle of equality. Yes. So I am trying to promote that equality. So men will also feel equal with the girls and also girls will feel equal with the boys, something of the sort.
0: And it will stick in their minds as they grow up, this will be the they new normal the, for this, them.
1: These are things we do, yeah.
0: So Alex, 10 years from now, what would make you really happy and proud to see in Buko and to see with harvests the school?
1: I am... Um, I am so, I will be so happy and I am really optimistic of so many things. I am, I have big expectations. Uh, If 10 years, like, comes to uh, that kind of, I think acquiring a, a community that is educated will at least be a better place to live in. Having elites in the community, uh, in both gender, oh, so I am sure the, the 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 participation to the leadership and participation to everything, every daily endeavours in the in the community will be done jointly. And I guess it will be uh, uh, the community will be would would have developed because uh, I will find boys being uh, engineers, girls being engineers, something of the sort.
0: It would be a gender-sensitive community yeah. where gender justice thrives. Yeah, yeah. And Alex, it will
1: be free from violence. It
0: will be free from violence. Okay. That is the ultimate buko, the Ye- utopia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex, it has truly been a pleasure to have you today. Thank, thank, you, thank you so you much. Thank you so much for sharing your You're time welcome.
1: with us. You're welcome, Aloy.
0: Before we bid farewell on this powerful episode of My Lived Experience with our dedicated guest, Alexander, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the invaluable work being done by FIDA, the Association of Women Lawyers in Uganda. FIDA is dedicated to promoting justice and equality for women, and we are grateful for their support in bringing these essential conversations to our listeners. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, please do not hesitate to reach out to FIDA. You can contact them toll free at 800 or you may call 0776-987-028 or 776 Remember that FIDA provides its services free of charge and they are here to help. As we conclude today's episode, Alex's story serves as a powerful reminder that change is possible. When individuals like him dare to make a difference in their communities, we hope his journey has inspired you, our dear listeners, to reflect on the positive impact we can all have when we stand up for what we believe in. My Lived Experience is a production of Radio Basket. Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, I am your host, Omega Aloyo.